Hello, this is Luke. Today's devotional is from Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 24. When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to, but to what I shall compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds." Then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable in the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Saddam, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Saddam than for you. If we look at verses 1 through 6, we see John the Baptist in the midst of doubt if this is really the Christ. The reason being that in John's preaching, seen in Matthew 3, he preached of a Messiah who would bring judgment. All Jesus had brought to, their point, to this point were blessings and teachings. So Jesus hadn't been what even John thought to be at this point. Verses 4 through 6, Jesus is referencing fulfillment of passages Isaiah 35, verses 5 through 6, and Isaiah 61, verse 1. Jesus was claiming that these messianic visions were being fulfilled in the miracles he was performing, and that his preaching of the good news to the poor was an explicit fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. The powers of darkness were being undermined. The kingdom was advancing. But even so, there is a second aspect to his response. All these Isaiah passages refer to the judgment in their immediate context. Thus, Jesus was responding to John the Baptist's concern. The blessings promised for the end time have broken out, and prove it is here, even though judgments are delayed. In verses 9-11, through 11, Jesus further solidifies John the Baptist's role. By citing Malachi in verse 10, Jesus has shown in what way John the Baptist is greater than a prophet. He is greater in that he alone, of all the prophets, was the forerunner who prepared the way for Yahweh Jesus and personally pointed him out. 
while the Old Testament prophets doubtless contributed to the total message of revelation that pointed to the Messiah, they did not serve as an immediate forerunner. This is what makes John greater than a prophet, indeed the greatest born of women. Verses 16 through 19 depict a hypocritical and unsatisfied generation. John came neither eating nor drinking, meaning neither indulging in dinner parties nor drinking alcohol. The people as a whole rejected him, even charging him with demon possession. Jesus came eating and drinking, and was charged with gluttony, drunkenness, and bad associations. Like disgruntled children, this generation found it easier to wind their criticisms and voice their discontent than to be challenged and changed by the gospel that was being revealed before them. Sound familiar? Verses 20 through 24 are a pronouncement of woe to unrepentant cities. The primary implication here is that punishment on the day of judgment takes into account opportunity. Cities who had greater opportunity to experience the light of Jesus and yet still did not repent will receive greater degree of punishment than those that did not. One might say that these verses imply that one city will experience hell while another heaven, but Jesus pronounces greater woe to Capernaum and uses Saddam as the city receiving lesser punishment. Certainly, we know know Saddam is also destined for punishment based on Old Testament passages. Thus, it is implied that degrees of punishment and degrees of reward exist. What does all of this mean for us? Quite simply, it means that we must heed Jesus' instruction. As Americans, we have most certainly had great opportunity to receive Jesus. This isn't a one-time thing necessarily either. Continuous repentance, praise, reflection, prayer, and worship must be done on our end, else our hearts could be hardened by modern, unrepentant cities just as it was then. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus to this earth to give us the opportunity to know him and to trust in him. And I just thank you um, for the places that we live, Lord, that we have the ability to know Jesus. And I pray for the places that don't get quite that same opportunity and that um, we have witnesses in those places that can extend the gospel out to them and and give them the grace that you gave us. I pray that we would um, give ourselves to continuous reflection and repentance and enjoy and praise in all the things that require constant relationship with you, Lord. So we thank you for this. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for checking out this devotional from Mission City Church. You can find out more information about our church as well as our full scripture reading plan at missioncitykc.com. You can also follow us at Mission City KC on Instagram or Mission City Church on Facebook. We're a non-denominational church that meets at the Merriam Community Center at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We would love to see you there.